0: Hello and welcome to the tongue in cheek podcast with the Solomon sisters. I am Dina. I'm Milana. Today we are so lucky because we have the amazing podcasters, as well as comedians, Ashley and Claire, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. I know uh, Alana and I are huge worms, huge, huge fans, like such fangirls of these two amazing ladies, and it's so exciting to have them on, and we can't wait for you to hear all of about them and all of our thoughts on the latest Bravo drama. Hi! 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 You, are? I'm good, are you guys good good thank you so much for coming on we can't express how like huge fans we are both of you guys I was
1: literally like listening to your podcast morning the patreon of the jB because oh already listened to the uh, the previous so I just we are both very big fans we're worth oh, thank you thank you <laughs>
0: I'm of I'm looking at my own merch. <laughs> oh, I love that! <laughs> oh my God, I um, I just finished listening to your um, Mel B podcast. I swear, I want you guys to start doing it daily. I could listen to your thoughts. Okay. But, um, you the all day. But we wanted to. Um, can you introduce, you know, our listeners and tell them a bit about you guys? And you know, um, we of course you're from Celebrity Memoir Book Club, but just to tell our listeners.
2: Sure, Ashley, you want to go first? Yeah, so we are
3: um, Celebrity Memoir Book Club, a podcast. We read celebrity memoirs every single week. Claire and I are stand-up comedians in New York, and we've been friends uh, for about five years now, since I moved to New York, and we've been talking about pop culture pretty much that entire time. So we started Celebrity Memoir Book Club about a year and a half ago.
0: I can't believe it's only been a year. So Amazing. And before that, you guys had your Britney podcast.
2: Yeah. So we started off with a Britney podcast and then we kind of stopped when the Free Britney movement took off because we just felt that we weren't prepared to do the research it needed. And we did not want to be just like making inane comments about stuff we didn't understand. So we stepped away because it felt like it was a bit out of our depth. And then we did actually a second podcast called We're in a Fight with Claire and Ashley about how much we fight. And it was supposed to be about female friendship, but mostly ended up just me and Ashley bickering constantly. That was like an unhealthy choice. And so then we finally were like, all right, well, we want to go back to pop culture. But what's like an ethical way to talk about people? Because especially in the light of Britney, we didn't want to be just like making judgments and like driving people to the end of their sanity. So we were like, what's a fair way to hate someone? And we're like, well, if you read their book, it's in their words and that's fair game. So we came up with the premise of Celebrity Memoir Book Club and we've been uh, recording it ever since.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's an amazing, amazing podcast, but also it's such a niche because everyone does read these books and talk about it and there isn't really anyone who breaks
0: it down. Um, I feel like, at least from what I could, what I see is because we definitely found you from like TikTok, and then I mean, that's right away took me to your Instagram and then to your podcast. Do you guys feel like TikTok has played like a, a big role in getting people to kind of discover both of you?
2: Yeah, I would say it's like been the biggest factor. This is, as you said, our third podcast, and I do think it is our best podcast just because we've both been practicing so long, and also I do think it's the best idea. But at the end of the day, if nobody knows who you are, nobody's going to listen. And 100%, everything we have is from TikTok.
0: Well, yeah. And I definitely think you guys have such an amazing, at least to me, like, relationship I would think you guys have known each other since you were like little girls you just have like almost Lana and I are sisters um you guys seem to have such a sister like even the way you guys because I am with your Patreon the way Mm -hmm. you guys even kind of give each other advice or come at it it has such like a heartfelt and you do want to know your story like you had mentioned I think Claire on one of the episodes you would love to do like a Nicole Richie style like um show and I think you two would be like amazing if it was like oh my god thank you Oh, of course, of course. Because I do think there's so much heart and you both have such incredible insight into the perspective of each kind of book you guys are analyzing and you're coming at it in such like a funny, but very, I think, not sensitive, but I do think you're being very like, like, I don't know if kind's the right word, but to each- No, but well, group, we
2: try to be like compassionate. We definitely yeah. try to like look at everybody and be like, there's a, like when people act out, there tends to be a reason and these people don't have the easiest lives. And I think a lot of what we do is, like, what's the line? Like, what's what's something that you can forgive and what's something that should be forgiven? You know what I mean? No, of course. How much trauma? Like, how badly are you allowed to act based on your trauma? But we try to give everybody, like, a fair shake. Was there anyone
0: that you both kind of found most shocking when reading or, like, that surprised you in, like, kind of a
3: a negative way? I think there have been a handful that we were – really surprised by in both directions I think a lot of the men I think we've learned to not expect anything from men but I think some of them, we will get surprised by how unhinged they are Will Smith I think yeah I knew was like a little like out there but I think I realized I think I was pretty surprised by exactly how crazy he is um I think Rob Lowe also is like another one where I just I knew he was like a little annoying but then when you really read about it you're like oh my god okay yikes <laughs> oh yeah
0: I definitely think Will Smith shocked me when you guys were going through everything and with Jada and even with their kids I really want um I want like a follow-up on that book.
1: <laughs> well I think the fact that he would have these insane outbursts and be like I felt that was probably one of the most shocking things about his book and just the general sense of how he, he is so delusional to think he does everything for his family when it's yeah. constantly hurting them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's something we see in the men a lot <laughs> is that they'll be able to describe their actions and be like, it wasn't emotional. It was. And you're like, well, wh- what? When you're crying, when you're screaming, when you're fist fighting. That's <laughs> there's feeling. <emotional> there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I saw that level of delusion
1: in the Jamie Lynn book. I felt like there was a lot of sort of like this kind of perspective of her own that she didn't transfer into like what that actually meant, you know, and in a kind of greater thing. like She had so much empathy for herself and absolutely none for Britney, even when it echoed her own behaviors. That was very...
2: Illusion. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how many of them are unable to take like their own experiences and apply it to anybody okay. else and I think we just read Mel B and it was the first celebrity we both felt like did have compassion and it was shocking because of course they and Ashley always asking ourselves like are we being too hard but then we liked Mel B and it's like no, no 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 if you come forth and are reasonable we'll see it you just have to be reasonable and so we haven't seen it yet. Yeah
1: Yeah, and I I think a lot of celebrities have shown people the most, and maybe that's even how they got to the fame they did by having that kind of sense of a delusional
3: reality, but they certainly have not proved that they deserve the most compassion. Yeah, I completely, I mean, I had this conversation with my dad because we were talking about Olivia Munn versus some other celebrities that he feels like are pretty much, so, like, I mean, we were talking about basically people who've dated Aaron Rodgers. So we were talking <laughs> about Olivia Munn. We were talking about Jessica <laughs> Zord, however you say her last name, from she played uh, Vanessa on Gossip Girl. And oh, he was yeah. talking, and he was like, you know, Olivia Munn must be super talented because, you know, she had the same career opportunities as Jessica Zord. And we never hear about Jessica Zord anymore. And I was like, or Olivia Munn is an absolute narcissist who's willing to like step on people for opportunities and maybe not everyone is that like maybe yeah maybe the reason some of these people are famous and we're reading their books is because they have like this level of self-centered narcissism that like allows them to get to the level that they're at um so i don't know maybe it's most celebrities (laughs)
0: 100%. do you think that like I know with some of the like a good majority of you guys have said you don't even really feel like our memoirs but do you feel like she even wrote that book because it was interesting no. it seemed like it was for boys from
2: everything like it was for little boys like I'm not little boys but like teenagers but like, yeah, I would say there's definitely this sense that you can just easily cash in on a book and I guess if you think about the effort and the fact that a book is like forever consumed a lot of these people will just throw out whatever on a page and I don't know I think maybe for ego for these people it's nice to kind of get like the intelligent check mark of like well I have a best selling book like I do think a lot of people like to have that in their arsenal of accolades but very few of them would I say have a lot of thought put into it
0: Oh, what did you guys think about like, cause Britney Spears did that post, you know, where she said Jamie Lynn Spears book was the bestseller, but then, um, on another podcast we listened to on his, um, Ryan Bailey, he had posted like, it's not true. She didn't make it.
2: Okay. So yeah, there's a, um, she did not post which bestseller list she was on. Like she did not say a New York times bestseller or a Los Angeles. Was it the Los Angeles times? But like. So, right away, I knew that she was full of shit. And I think if there's one thing we've learned, it's that you can really <laughs> kind of finagle it. Like, I'm sure, I think I saw that on Amazon's Christian reading, or, like, Christian fiction, she was a bestseller. So, maybe, you know what I mean, some, like, in some niche category. It's like. Yeah. I like that if it was fiction.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's not – she was not, like, an overall New York Times bestseller, and it wasn't even – yeah, it was, like, Christian inspirational books.
2: That's what it was, inspirational. So I think
3: that, you know, how many books come out each week under the Christian inspirational category? Like, I know that they keep redoing the Bible, but, like (laughs) (sighs) – (laughs) <laughs> did
0: you guys, I, I mean, obviously, um, we both listened to the Jamie um, podcast, but did you guys feel like reading it, was there any, because I feel like I have a lot of preconceived notions where I'm like, she's evil. Um, but um, did you guys feel like there was any heart in it? Like, did anything you guys feel like, oh, you, like, there was something about it where you were adding, like, you could see her
3: perspective? I felt like there was a lot of heart in it. I think her heart's in the wrong place. I, like, I think that she really, like, (laughs) has been manipulated to feel a certain way and, like, allowed herself to not think critically about anything ever. And so I think she, like, put a lot of emotion into it, and she truly feels equally victimized by this situation.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Like, she also came from the same fucked up background, and a lot of horrible things have happened to her. Like, I can't imagine being slut shamed by the whole country having a baby where you were in hiding and not having support from your family like i think what she has been through has been very hard but i mean as she was saying for her to not come to the con- like she's 30 years old now she's over she's in her 30s if she hasn't had time to step back and like look at the whole situation and find compassion for Brittany, and especially with all the new information coming out the fact that she hasn't updated any of her previously held beliefs like that means that there's a willful refusal to see what was going on with somebody else and, like, that can't... That's too far. Also, the fact that she's completely capitalizing on the Britney situation. Like, no, this Yeah.
0: I mean, the Call Her Daddy... Wait, that's what, yeah, the Call Her Daddy thing. I found, Al- Alana and I were just listening to it. I found it so beyond shocking. Like, I just don't understand what her, I mean, I guess it is to make money, but what her main MO is, because it just seems like, again, you're going after, like, your sister. But again, this, like, girl who has been, like, basically abused for the last, like, 10 plus years. Yeah. It's insane to me.
2: And part of me does believe somebody got in her ear and said, oh, this is a good time. Like, you need to defend yourself, like... It's blue. Yeah. Like, I, and I think that, like, you know what? When you're 16, fine. When you're 23, fine. This woman has been living a relatively private life in Louisiana with her husband and kids. She has had time to think for herself, and if she's still allowing herself to be, like, convinced this is a good business move, that's on her. She's a full adult now.
0: No,
1: I'm convinced
2: she's well, also think everything. Me too.
1: I think that no one, though, can – say that like it making the book in and of itself regardless of whatever it said inside is an act of war like it is right away saying that like she wants to make money off of you know the the story of her sister because she didn't write this book in the middle of the conservatorship when no one was even questioning what was happening at that point like or it was an underground questioning. She writes it at the height and says things I should have said, knowing that everyone's saying you should have said something. So yeah. everything was so targeted that w- before you even open the book, I know it says don't judge a book by a cover, but that cover really said a lot.
2: <laughs> oh, no, and I'm the
1: content.
3: I agree. And but the cover itself is so manipulative. Like the light, like silvery gray background, the way that she's like solemn, but not like somber it like really is all very creative to be like she's not the bad guy and then as soon as you read like five words of it you're like all
2: right she might not be the bad guy but she's not the good guy i mean yeah i wouldn't say anything in that book makes her the bad guy but the existence of the book is why she's the bad guy the fact that she came in even thinking she needed to defend herself as if like still putting her own narrative first over being like something horrible has happened if she's truly innocent then she should be able to prioritize Britney right now. And she couldn't, and she didn't.
1: (laughs) A hundred percent.
2: And even the fact that she still, like,
1: she says the book kind of as if she's of equal fame to her sister. Like, she thinks that her voice needs to be heard. Like, the weight of her voice or, like, her career could be ruined. Like, after, you know, her baby and everything, she faded. So, like, she's bringing herself back. Which is so toxic, not to quote yeah. a right song, but... No, but yeah, it's true. You know, like...
2: She's yeah, using it, like, uh, Jessica Simpson, she sees it as a career revitalization, and I think we've seen that with, like, Jessica Simpson, right Carey, a couple of women have, like, kind of put out books to bring themselves back into the public and, like, set the word straight so that they could have these second waves in their career, and I think Jamie Lynn thought this book would be that, like, wipe the slate clean, now I'm forgiven, now let's get me back in books and movies and stuff, and I'm like... Girl, no. <laughs> Miscalculation. Bad call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we see though
0: that kind of like I victim or people like really not seeing anyone else's perspective in like the other with Yolanda, um, Hadid, as well as with like Erica Jane. Um, I, actually I know like you don't you don't really watch Bravo, right? Not really. So what when you were going in, did you kind of have like an opened? Kind of mind to both them because the books were kind of crazy when I was listening to
3: like you guys oh, for Erica Jane yeah yeah I think that for that one I really went in kind of knowing that there was controversy I knew that her husband at the time had been stealing um and I'd seen Erin Brockovich and that was like literally all I knew so a lot (laughs) of it for me it it was interesting to read it being like okay this book is literally for Bravo heads and they're not even telling you most of the story they're just telling you like what they feel like they need to add on so I think I was like a lot more suspicious of it because I was what I was like reading it with the spin not really knowing who she was
0: when you guys interviewed the writer, because so I felt like he had, and again, if you if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but I felt like he had a very kind of one sort of idea in his head of what how he was going to answer. Like, because I feel like with Erica, especially when it comes to her, like as a mother, it was quite shocking when I was listening to what, how she would describe it. And he was very much like pro everything. Did you guys feel like you were able to kind of get him to sort of have a different or was that
2: no, I definitely think you know, he's done a ton of interviews and this is his full time job, so he had his stance and he was gonna stick with it. And I even think I used to read his Bravo recaps all the time and I've really seen the public kind of turn on him for his loyalty to Erica Jane. So I think like if if hundreds of people every day being like give up your friendship didn't change it, and we weren't gonna be able to get anything, he was very prepped and yeah. ready to
1: stand by
2: her. I do think I think Brian
1: um, Moylan, right? That's Yeah, name? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, just from other interviews I heard as well, he is really turned it into an art of saying nothing about her and, just, like, co-signing anything she does, but then kind of arguing that he does have, you know, ability to see bias. And he's so funny, and I do enjoy when he's in general. Like, I, he was on the Gensha show. Um, hulu documentary and it was so fun seeing him but it does sort of negate his his stance a little bit when he really is not able to have objectivity it's it was it was a little bit like you know because it was so fun hearing him and i loved you the questions you guys were asking so it was a little annoying that he would not in any way sort of break this
2: kind of yeah i mean i'm sure he'll he'll get a huge payout when he writes her second book so I guess it's all yeah. long, long term.:
0: <laughs> That's true. I hope you guys do another um, podcast on
2: it. I going yeah, and- I, mean, I have to do like a whole series of Bravo celebrities like on the Patreon or something. There's just so many of those books, and the problem is, if you don't know who they are, you really, like, you're in the world or you're not. And so I think for the listeners who aren't a part of it, it's a hard listen because they're not like most celebrities yeah. are involved in the celebrity world. So like even if you're not a fan of for example Rob Lowe, like you know who he is, you know the celebrities he's involved with. Like the stories are kind of interesting, but Bravo is such a such a small universe. Yeah,
3: I feel like the ones that we can do on the main are the ones that I've heard of, like the ones that we can cover cuz I'm yeah. not involved in that world really. So that if I know it, that means it's like like Teresa good DJ i don't know but i know she is i I just don't know her name but like those ones who are like a huge deal um i feel like you know they're like more crossover to me because there was like enough yeah i feel like the early scandals were enough to like propel them into the mainstream now the scandals happens often you're just like all right another one i don't even know who we're talking about like i've heard of jen shaw but i don't understand what's going on
1: (laughs) Yeah, But I will say as a listener, it's sort of a pleasure to hear your perspective then because you have someone who's in the world and someone who isn't kind of sometimes finding like the same end result. So, you know, it's not just like your objective opinion because you've watched them on the show or, you know, an opinion not knowing more detail. So it's really, I, I really enjoy actually always your takes on all things Bravo because it
0: is from that
1: outside perspective
0: well um we wanted to know did you guys end up um getting to read the diamonds and rose
2: no we just read so much that yeah that's why we didn't didn't,
0: um, no 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 so then could we ask you like from all the books you've read like what has been kind of your most favorite to to least favorite so like far
2: yeah hold on let me think i loved um I mean, I think good memoirs that give you honesty, if you're looking for honesty, are Lily Allen, Mel B. I mean, I liked, we loved Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle Union's book. Who did you like? Who else?
3: Um, we lo- I liked Drew Barrymore and Carrie yeah. Fisher a lot. I think we had a lot of, um, I don't know, they were just like very vulnerable and like sweet for the most part. I guess Carrie Fisher's was like funny and sassy. Um, the ones we don't like, are, I mean, Steve O was one of my least favorite things I've ever read in my life. Um, and sorry to interrupt, that one had like a back, a, some backlash from people, right? Yeah, Steve O fans, I think that a lot of times, first of all, we've found that like a lot of times when we criticize like a dude, people are very quick to defend them without having any context for anything that you're saying. They're just like, how dare you say a mean thing about him? And they love to be like he's changed, and you're like, do you know him? I don't understand what you're like, where you're coming from with this. They love to be like you, like you don't know anything about him, and it's like, I mean, I did read like 350 pages that he wrote for me to get to know him, and I didn't like what I read. So, <laughs> um, and then what else did we not like? I, uh, oh, Caitlin Jenner was pretty
2: tough. Um. Who Jenner was another one with like the most narcissistic perspective. It's so hard. We like, I mean, the thing is, it's hard to define what we like, like what's a fun one for the podcast versus like what's one I would take home and take advice from, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think because of the podcast, it really, it, it angles my perspective on how good a book is because a great book that you could sit and read and like take a lot away from might not be great for the episode.
0: What do you find people, like, right. respond to the, the most for you guys? Like, which, like, what kind of, um, sorry, which
3: celebrity even? Um, people like the ones where it's, like, pretty saucy, where they reveal a lot of other celebrity gossip. Um, and we also love it when they name names. I think that when they really go in on it, it's a lot of fun to read. I think the B-list,
2: like, kind of the less big celebrities, somebody you might not be thinking of all the time. I feel like when we really have our biggest episodes, it's, like, an actress like Olivia Munn or Yolanda Hadid. But somebody that is in the peripheral and you didn't realize you had so many opinions on. So I feel like there's a sense of, like, oh, yeah, what's the deal with that person? And you find out.
0: Oh, sorry. I found the Holly one, like which I didn't know that much about her. I found so interesting, especially with then listening to Kendra and now Mm -hmm. with the documentary coming, I I didn't know, because I know sometimes you guys do, um, like with the Paris Hilton one, like um, on Patreon, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know what your perspectives was gonna be. Have you guys watched it yet, the documentary?
2: No, I think we have to though. I have heard it's yeah. She's on it, right, Holly? Yeah, she. She. I think she kind of basically says like she was abused a bit, and like yeah. it was almost
0: like a cult, and that they had them doing drugs, which I thought was interesting because kind of from the book perspective, it seemed like she wanted to be them, like not like the main like, but kind of like she kind of thought they were a bit different. I, mean, I
2: definitely I mean, this is gonna be problematic. I definitely think it was a bad situation. And I'm like, my heart goes out to any woman who felt stuck there. I am skeptical of Holly as a narrator. I have heard things yeah. that, like what like what she's saying now is different than what she's saying in the book is different than what people's opinion was of her while she's at the house. I do think that there's a real resurgence of the Y2K era. And with that, there was, like, a new wave of attention for her. And, like, now with the Michi movement, and I feel like things are a bit more progressive. And Hugh isn't – I mean, Hugh's dead. He's not looked at anymore. I also think that there's a lot of
3: processing that's happening in real time. Because I think that in her book, she is projecting that she's largely in control of her situation. And I think that, like, now – looking back and probably in therapy she's realizing that she had a lot less control and there was a lot more like abuse than she really thought of and so maybe like processing the anger of that in real time like while people are interviewing her is probably hard and i wonder you know i think that her perspective is like kind of ever changing because she's like still working on it
0: you know I- ilana do you know what i love oh thanks housewives i do but I also love art and silk. Well then you're going to love to say the scarves because silk specialists in Italy layer original artwork on silken canvases via the latest digital printing technology, allowing for an array of art mediums and colors to be expressed. They're the most beautiful scarves on the market. Well now we all must shop with theta And you can! Go to shoptoseda.com that's shoptoseda, D-E-S-E-D-A, and enter our promo code SOLOMON20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase.
2: Happy shopping! I found in her book that she was, like, being somewhat dishonest with herself. And I don't, like, I think she was telling the truth to the best of her ability. My feeling was that she was sort of in denial. So maybe the documentary will be better. But Mm -hmm. there, I mean, she was... perpetrator 101 of what we're saying where it's like you can feel so bad for yourself and not for anybody else. Like the way that in her book she was so quick about being like, I was in a horrible situation. If I acted badly, it was because I was so unhappy it was it was hard on me, and then she would talk about the other girls in the exact same situation and be like, "But those girls were bitchy sluts, and they were whores." And like, she really was like that about <laughs> yeah. Them. And it's and just she'd like, be like okay. she'd be like, "I had a brain, but everybody else was a blonde clone." And then she'd go in and say, like, on the next stage, like, "It hurts me so much that people think I'm just a blonde clone without a brain." And it's like, she was so <laughs> sure that she was the only victim, and everybody else was just mean to her. And I just it was so hard for me to read. I don't know.
0: Well, I think it yeah. was interesting when reading. When I was
2: listening, oh, Alani,
1: you
0: go, you go.
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say when I was listening to you read it. I guess <laughs> one of the things I found um, really interesting with Holly was that. I felt like it, kind of what you're saying is that, that I didn't think she was being inauthentic, but I got from it that she had like a real cluelessness that was sort of something that blanket over most of the podcast you find is like this completely out of touch sense of self yeah. and sense of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
2: Holly. I definitely big... think like. Oh, sorry to go. Oh, sorry.
3: I was going to say, I think Holly had a lot I don't of know,
2: internalized not I was just say, sexual I think she's a great example. Yeah, she's a good example. I think she, like, oh, her problem yeah. is that she, like, I mean, essentially those women were sex workers. They were paid to be his girlfriend and have sex on a schedule that aligned with what he wanted. And I think that that was a really hard thing for her to admit to herself. And when we the, at the time of writing the book, she still had not yet admitted to that, that to herself. But in order to make herself feel better, she had to distinguish her, the difference between her and the other women. And I think until she's willing to be, like, honest about that, Nothing she says to me is that interesting.
0: No, I can see that, but I definitely think it's funny that all the girls keep saying, like, like kind of making it like a re- like they're like revealing something when they're like, "We actually had sex with him." I thought everyone knew that.
2: I thought that was like a known thing. That Same. is the f- that's the funniest part of yeah. all these books. Is I guess publicly they'd always say they didn't, and I was like, "Yeah, nobody believed you." But no one. Yeah, we like, like- <laughs> were in on
0: it. I thought we
2: knew, and we were just like accepting it. And like it's.
0: Fine. They do them. But I thought in well, what I you, do think though the fact that
1: the whole house existed and that whole thing was so public is such a like reflection of that time and what the press allowed. Because you know, at the same time as that girl next door show, you know, was on, you also had like Britney having her kind of public breakdown. You had like the slut shaming of Jamie Lynn. Like there were a lot of sort of these women kind of being the like women at their worst being the object of entertainment and the press really jumping on it. So now when there's sort of this rollback of it, I actually think they potentially there's an opportunity for people to actually reflect and think like, well, that wasn't great. What happened to me? So maybe that's not great. What happened to them? And I think that's where I see a lot of
2: holes in these tales. Yes. I mean, I think the next I like she's had a little bit of it, but I think Courtney Stodden is writing a book, and they will be. I mean, I think everyone in America will have to apologize to them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I <laughs> think yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I, I, I think what's I interesting that, is that, that in um like at least from read like listening to you guys reading all the books, it seems like a lot of the writing is a lot of like. <laughs> victim as well as you can see um, they, they, the father gets kind of off the hook and the mother gets blamed for everything, which I find so interesting. But um, d- um, do you guys feel like there were any other themes you kind of saw throughout?
2: Um, I think for me, but like, it's weird because I think if somebody were to listen to every episode we do, you'd say they skew negative, like we're too critical. And I guess my feeling is At the end of the day, the kind of person who wants to be a celebrity, the kind of person who, like, wants to write a memoir is more narcissistic than the average. I do think they do (laughs) want it badly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do think that they are, like, the kind of person who makes it to celebrity and maintains that kind of fame, like, is a bit crazy.
0: (laughs) No, 100%. Do you guys, because um, we know, we, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to let you go soon, but we want to test. Do you have any fun, like, pro- um, books you're going to read that you could let us know or any fun projects coming up?
2: We are,
3: I mean, oh, sorry, go, Ash. Oh, no, I was going to say, we just we have some fun books coming up. We have Betty White coming up, which I'm excited about to learn a little bit more about her because I feel like she's just, like, been in our minds forever. And then when she passed away, I was like, I actually don't know. single thing about her other than her being on the golden girls um but yeah we have her (laughs) (laughs) we have um some good music ones coming up dave Grohl, i'm excited about um tommy lee we're doing to go along with the uh, show that just came out on hulu and what else do we have coming up? did you watch it we haven't watched it yet but um i'm excited to see it
2: um. And then we've got we've got some live shows that we're about to start. I don't know where you guys are based out of Florida. We're in Florida? Cool okay, cool uh, uh, I was actually
1: gonna ask because I, I heard you guys um, announce like some of your up North
2: things. when you come visit. We're going to just so're we're, um, we're just now like starting out because we want to test it out locally before we really like get on a plane. But Saturday, or Sunday, February 27th, if anybody's in the New York area, we are doing our first live show where we will be reading and analyzing, like, a small celebrity essay that we'll tell you guys in advance, so you can come and, like, read along with us. And then we are, I think, in March and April, going to hit up, like, Boston, Chicago, and then Philly or D.C. So mm-hmm. we're, we're doing our best Woo! to make it everyone. I think by the end of the year, we should be have, it, should have some real dates on the schedule. So I'm excited oh, about wow. that.
0: I bet you I guys am so- sound
2: excited.
0: Please come to Florida.
2: I, what part of Florida are you? Guys yes, i um, near Miami. South and Oh, good. That's a fun place. Okay, we a go there. To go. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but we're-, I'm the, we're in the, the good part of Florida. <laughs> um. Well, we have a fun game we play. It's like um, call text delete. Usually, like you know, F Mary kill. Um, so we thought we could do it with like some of your, the book, um, you did. Um, so again, like call, text, the, um, the Jamie Lynn, um, sorry, then you would do Yolanda Hadid or, um, Ellen DeGeneres.
2: Okay. I have mine.
0: I would call,
2: I would call Ellen. Because I do think if we had phone numbers, like she is a powerful person and she could get us a TV show tomorrow. Like if she was willing to EP our show, we would have a show by next year. Um, And like, I think I should make it. And then text, I would text Yolanda just because I have heard great things about Bella and Gigi. And I do feel like I am interested in her from like, a, like, I would love if she was like my friend's friend. Like, do you have that friend who has some other friend, and you're always getting the secondhand gossip and you're like, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. And I'm so excited to hear. I yeah. did that for Yolanda. <laughs> and then delete Jimmy Lynn because she is doing nobody any good and she doesn't deserve the time of death. I love yeah. that. I love that. I think same, not
3: entirely same oh. <laughs> reasons, but like same call/textly, yeah. What are your reasons? I don't know. I guess I would call Ellen because I do think that she, when she like turns it on, is fun, and I think that we would live in like a vast estate where, like, I honestly wouldn't have to spend that much time with her if call oh, is so you're like the married one, her, not just calling. <laughs> well, like, <do> you know <laughs> what I mean. I feel like if it's like fuck Mary kill, I'm just like, I guess when I'm spending you know, time talking to someone, I think that she would be fun. It just, like, would be fine. I would text Yolanda because I do think that she is unhinged and it would be entertaining and then delete Jamie Lynn because I want nothing to do with her. <laughs>
0: well, I think those are great answers. <laughs> we wanted to thank you again. You don't understand. We are, like, just be on. I know I keep saying this, but such huge fans. It's such a like. Thank you so much. We're so, so lucky to have you on. Can you please let everyone know again, like, where to follow you and
2: stalk you guys? So we are Celebrity Memoir Book Club on TikTok and on Instagram, and the podcast is Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Anywhere you look, there's, it's the purple one, so that's the avatar color, and then I am Claire the Scare on Instagram and on TikTok. Yes, and I'm
3: Ashley Ham with three Ms on. You know, you when
1: you're like in the void, they're thinking like who's listening, we are.
2: <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad you guys are listeners. I'm you like too. happy to put faces to ears. Oh, of course! I think I yeah, exactly. every time you guys post something, I'm like, I'm gonna listen
0: right now.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, I'm not, so thank happy. you. I appreciate <laughs> it.
0: Of course,
1: <laughs> of course yeah, thank you. you for your excellent podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just yeah. amazing.